2: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm the aforementioned Rob Black. How are you? I've got a many year career in personal finance and investing. Sort of my background. Some days I'm better at this game than others. Uh, Earnings season, I tend to shine. Because, like, my boys, my boys. My bros, my bros. My dudes, my dudes. The killers say, because I don't shine if you don't shine. And earnings season shines for me. We got a lot to talk about. SP 500's up 6. The NASDAQ's up 14. Whoopers. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 67. The 10 year treasuries to 1.83%. Deficit spinning the debt limit. Oh my. What matters most? Earnings matters the most for me if we're talking stock markets and 401Ks and getting to retirement. Hmm. Dividends matter. But again, we're in earnings season, so we keep coming back to that. I hope you understand that. I hope you grasp that. I hope you're with that. I hope you're cool with that. You know, last night we got IBM. Strong quarter. Google. Good earnings beat, but, man, I didn't like the inside the numbers. Outside the lines, inside the lines, outside the lines, inside the lines. My hero. So IBM beats by 14 cents. Google beats by 9 cents. McDonald's beats by 5 cents. Norfolk Southern beats by 10 cents. WellPoint beats by 8 cents. United Technologies beat by 1 cent. These earnings have been pretty well managed. This was the quarter of the fiscal cliff. This was the quarter where the fourth quarter was a nightmare of what-if scenarios. If ifs and buts were candy and that's oh, what a party would have. Now, Coach had an awful quarter. Coach may be done. Coach may be Tiffany's. Coach may be old school. They now have coupons for Coach bags. Coach may be been replaced by Michael Kors, to be quite honest with you. So the vast majority of earnings headlines have measured up. The response hasn't, or has it? You know, IBM and Norfolk Southern both saw revenues decline six tenths of a percent and four percent, respectively. S and P, holy smokes, is up four point seven percent for the month of January. My real estate was up five percent last year. It's it nothing until it's booked. Profits are just paper until it's booked. Right? But holy shnikes. The s 500 up 4.7%. Best start to the year since 1997. Why do I bring this up? Because you, I love it when people are accusatory, because you, people, were fearful in December. And you sent me emails saying, should I get out and do the fiscal cliff? Maybe. Maybe this is the last hoorah. And you know, if Apple ends up reporting a decline in earnings, it would be the first decline in nine years. And Apple's a big part of the S P 500 now. The House of Representatives reportedly will vote today on a bill that extends the debt ceiling to May. If lawmakers also agree to a provision that they their pay will be suspended if they do not agree to a budget by April 15. Interesting little caveat. It makes passage of the temporary debt ceiling increase in an uncertain proposition. And again... Wall Street likes certainties because I can tell you what, like, um, I like choo choo trains, right? I know you're saying, where's this going? Please tell me you have something more than that statement. Like, you don't ride around your home in a little train with an engineer's cap on, do you? Maybe. But, like, there's always little caveats, there's always little nuances. Uh, Obama doesn't like coal. So that changes the, the complexion of the trains. There's different trains, Burlington Northern, Norfolk Southern, Kansas City Southern. And they're basically monopolies. Like, if you and I want to go through down railroad tracks and become train companies, we're going to find it pretty expensive to do. So you got the idea, right? So anyway, um, Obama doesn't like coal. He's basically cut the demand for coal, and we saw that clearly in the numbers. In one of the train companies from last night, so Norfolk Southern coal shipments down. I think it was eight to ten percent. But like Kansas City Southern doesn't have as much coal, and they've got sand that's used for fracking that they ship, and they got cars from Mexico. Mexico is building three big car manufacturers right now. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So there's differences between Norfolk Southern. In Kansas City Southern, and four years ago you'd probably lean towards Norfolk Southern, because China had to have coal. And will Obama kill the coal industry? I doubt it. But do you have a more favorite one this year versus four years ago? Absolutely. Okay, ba da ba ba I'm liking it. It's okay, and I'm not liking it like like that fungus thing. It's lichen a fungus. I think lichen's a fungus. See, I'm I'm Trey Grande. Uh, latte smarte when it comes to uh, money but not so much lichen and barks. So the fast food giant McDonald's. Uh, Some people said last year was a bad year for McDonald's. I'm not that kind of person. You know, I look at a one year of a stock as like one year of your life. Okay, I probably was not the coolest guy honestly when I was 15. When I was 13, I was a little tubby, and I, I started to grow. I liked Alphaville. I liked European pop music as a teenager. What's wrong with me? You know, the let's dance in style, let's dance for a while. My friends were like into Slayer and Ozzy Osbourne, and I'm like, heaven can wait. We're only watching the skies, hoping for the best, but exactly the worst. How kind I, I drop the bomb on So I like Eastern European pop music, and I'm so embarrassed by it. So I'm not going to judge McDonald's by one year and say last year, last year they were a $110 stock that declined all the way to $85. 3.3% dividend yield. So it didn't really decline as much as it looks. I look at the lifetime of McDonald's from 1970 to 75 growing from 33 cents. To 72 cents, from 75 to 80, from 72 cents to a buck 19, from 80 to 85, from buck 19 to 360, from 360 all the way into 1990 to 790, all the way another five years to 24, all the way another five years to 41, oops, and then it went down from 2000 to 2005. First buying opportunity in 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, right? So, You take a look at it, then from 2005 to 2010, holy moly, it went from 25 all the way to 60, and then from 60 to 100 the next five years, or the next three years. And then it pulled back. So, yeah, absolutely, positively, it didn't have a great year last year. But I look at his lifetime, and they had a pretty good quarter. Now, again, they did some funny stuff to achieve this pretty good quarter. Like, they pushed, uh, what did they push? They pushed, excuse me. Oh, the McRib. They pushed it up a little bit. That doesn't sound quite fair, does it? Usually it comes out in January, and they push it into December. I love my macrib, even though it has no rib meat in it. It's mostly like leftover parts. There's 23 parts different parts of the pig that go into a McRib. Hmm. Global sales were up 3%. Consolidated revenues up 2%. Consolidated earnings up 1%. Returned $5.5 billion to shareholders through dividends and share repurchases. Global Comfort sales were weak. So they, they told us a lot about the market. You're listening to me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and your money. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone and give me a call. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm Rob Black.
1: AM 1220, KDOW traffic.
2: This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're still looking at some slow traffic for the drive.
1: Stocks are trading little change.
2: Facing the challenge of how to...
1: It's a Bloomberg Market Minute. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
2: Welcome back again, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Zillow did a report yesterday saying that home prices climbed at their fastest rate since August 2006. Keep in mind, when you hear things like this, you want to know about sustainability. You don't want to say, wow, I want a piece of that. You want, if you have a piece of it, you're happy. But you want to be careful that you don't start chasing performance. To get your calls on the air today, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Um, good day, absolutely good day um, so far. We do have some. Commentary or eh, some things to expect coming out of the Republican Congress today. House of Representatives, which is Republican led, will vote today on legislation suspending the government's $16.4 trillion debt limit. It's a little bit of a game of poker as it pushes it out so that they can demand more spending cuts out of the president versus saying, okay, this is what we got. SP 500's up 7, the NASDAQ's up 13, the Dow's up 68. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. I want to talk a little risk of inflation in retirement. I know we talk about this often, but it's something that's important to think about. You know, a postage stamp in 1970 was $0.06. Today it's 40 plus. That's crazy inflation of over 7%. A house in 1970 was $25,000. Now that same average house in America is $260,000. An automobile was $3,400 in 1970. Today, it's well over 42000 for an average vehicle. That's inflation of 6% in a post stamp, in a house, and in an automobile. It, Mr. Burton, the question for you is, uh, items, what do they cost today versus what do they cost in 40 years? I'm not even thinking about things that are going to cost in 20 years from now when I retire. So what's the risk of inflation
3: to my retirement? Well, inflation is the boogeyman for retirement. It's the Freddy Krueger. It it's is. It's Jason Voorhees. Let me, let me give you an example. The so Frankenstein's monster. It's the
2: vampire.
3: I think Dracula. it was 2011 where Social Security, for I think one of the first times, if not the first time, said we're not going to increase yeah, the right. payout to retirees because there's really no inflation right now. And then they turn around and increase the cost of Medicare Part B by 14%. And <laughs> so, not, and not, so you tell was me inflation. how there was no inflation. It's just, you know, it's these government manipulated numbers on these types of programs. That's why it's not going to work anymore. So uh, inflation is a huge risk. And I think that the risk of somebody that's retiring at 50 now to have Social Security that will not be adjusted to inflation is extremely high. So I see these financial plans where, you know, a 40 year old is assuming that they're going to have Social Security and they're going to assume their Social Security is going to increase each year with inflation. I, I think that's crazy. I think you're setting yourself up for failure. I think you have to run a very detailed financial plan. Look at all your expenses now. Add the things in the retirement you're not thinking about, like Medicare Part B, supplemental insurance, long-term care. Um, all of that costs that, you know, it's four or $500 a month that you're not thinking about. Also add back in, what do you want to do when you retire? You've been working, you know, 8 to 14 hours a day now. What's your hobbies going to be? And how much is that going to cost? How much are you going to travel? Do you have, you know, family overseas? Um, what's your charitable intent? You've got to calculate that, put all that into the plan and project it forward with inflation. Basic living expenses up at least 3% a year. And then your healthcare costs at 5 to 6% a year.
2: Historically, inflation's averaged, I believe, 3.4% each year for the last hundred years. Inflation costs go up 86% of the time every year, Mm -hmm. only down 14%. So, it's something we have to count on, and it's not something that we think about in any way, shape, or form. And some retirement calculators
3: don't even have a button for inflation expectations. Well, most online retirement calculators are garbage because they also don't ask you, okay, you, you're saying you have X numbers of dollars in your portfolio? Yeah. And a lot of people are retiring with 90% of those dollars in 401Ks and IRAs. What happens when you pull that money out? On top of it... You've got to pay taxes. You've got to pay taxes, yeah. So,
2: and in the state of the California, you're double whammy because you're paying income taxes, but you're also paying incredibly high state taxes. Yeah. Um, so it, your retirement state, what state do you live in, is critically important because it can change the value of your portfolio 10%.
3: Not only that, but what country? I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of expats going on. My, my father retired in Ecuador, for example, and that all of a sudden got rated one of the number one places to retire in uh, Cuenca, Ecuador, and then the cost there went up by about 10 to 15% in a year. <laughs> so, you know, people are looking for those low-cost alternatives because they either were laid off from a job at 60 and reti- had to retire, forced into retirement five years too early, um, or they've retired. They realize they can't go back to work because they're out of training, and they've got to make their money last. So what do you do? In 1970, if you had $100, by 1980,
2: to buy the same amount of goods and services, it was $212. By 1990, it was $336. By 2000, it was $441. By 2010, it was $600. So $100 of purchasing becomes $600 of purchasing very, very fast. Now, again, you're not going to live 40 years in retirement. Hopefully. Well, maybe some mm-hmm. people will. You will.
3: I'm not going to live 40 years in retirement. Have you, <laughs> have you seen my gut? I'll be bionic. You're going to be bionic? Like? Yeah, I'm have bionic knees and continue to uh, snowboard when i 'm eighty five years old, and that'd be great, and for the record i 've lost my gut. You could say nice things about me on occasion,
2: so <laughs> i 've probably added like two or three years to my life, yeah, which is important concept of retirement is get healthy. Um, it costs a lot less to be healthy than it does to be sickly and, uh, and, and heavy and you know breaking knees and hips because you weigh too much
3: it is and, and that idea too that um, you know, protecting a couple from that idea that one of them goes into a nursing home. What about that cost? That cost is 5 to 6% a year. So if you want like a skilled nursing facility or full-time assisted care in the Bay Area or Seattle, for example, yep. you're talking sixty-five dollars to $100,000 a year. And you might get 30 to 90 days of coverage out of Medicare. After that, you're on your own.
2: You're on your own or you're on your, your relatives, so to speak.
3: Well, you can do – there's a lot of things that can be done um, to protect spouses.
2: We'll talk about that in future episodes. Um, you're listening to Rob Black. That's Certified Financial Planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Are you hot or not? There's a great ad posted in BackPages of BackPage.com. Someone's actually looking to hire attractive women to obtain secrets from businessmen according to the ad. Here's the ad, do you have an open mind, a sense of adventure, the desire to make some serious cash? We're a group that specializes in extracting key pieces of information from business leaders by seducing them with beautiful ladies such as yourself. Each assignment pays between five dollars and $20,000 depending on the value of the information and how long it takes to obtain it. We also reimburse for travel expenses, if any. We have immediate needs for beautiful, sophisticated ladies who will do anything it takes to find out what we need to know. Please send photos and tell us something about yourself. That's kind of creepy. Our economy is that bad, but I guess I totally get it at the same time. Like you can't go two you can't go two or three months without some guy ruining his marriage over a beautiful woman. General Petraeus comes to mind, eh? What did she find out, right? I don't know, we wanna know that one. Three out of four times is seventy five percent of the times. Just so you know. 79.6% of all stocks ESP are overbought according to bespoke research. I like bespoke. Follow them on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Follow them on Twitter B E S P O K E. Follow me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show, also on YouTube, Rob Black Show.
1: Rob Black, refinance your mortgage, your pay fees. So call Lennox Financial. People see when they look at you is your smile, just as you would invest in it. A... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio station. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial.
2: Coach is slumping today. Second quarter profits are trailing expectations. They're a big loser on the market. Has Coach met its match. CEO Lou Frankfurt said the company had a challenging holiday season. They even stooped as low as giving out coupons. That's pretty stooping. Like, let's say you bring home a coach bag to your sugar booger, and it's made of cloth or fabric. Good luck to you. She's going to bite your head off. She's going to black widow you. She's going to slip a little arsenic in your tea. Now, if you bring home a Coach bag made of leather, eh, you should probably return it and do an upgrade into Michael Kors, ticker K-O-R-S, or Ralph Lauren, or Kate Spade. Lucrative U.S. handbag market that Coach dominated for years, it may be over. It may be over. I know what you're saying. Over. Nothing is over till we say it is. It wasn't over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor, was it? Certainly felt like it, but it wasn't over. We got back up on our, our bootstraps or we pulled ourselves up with our bootstraps. What are bootstraps? And we went about doing our business. So is Coach dead? These are some questions you have to ask yourself when you invest in individual stocks and that stinks. I'd much rather have a, retail, a luxury retail index knowing that people are going to buy re- luxury retail in their lifetime. Now, coach of the last five years has been a roller coaster. A roller coaster. What was five years ago? Into the recession, right? So it's gone from 20 all the way up to 70, 80, five ish that kind of area. So it went from 20... All the way up to 75, 80-ish. And now it's pulled back down to 50-ish. A lot of support at 50. And if it doesn't hold that, a lot of support at 40, 38. And if it doesn't hold that, look out below. Again, I'm not advocating buying or selling. This is a stock that has not done well in tough economic times. And it's a luxury goods maker, which typically does do well in luxury times. Over time, Coach has done great. Absolutely. Since 2000, it's been a winter, winner chicken dinner. I'd take it. I wouldn't kick it out. I'd eat its horribly cooked meals and say yummy. Is there nothing worse than meeting the perfect woman men, or women meeting the perfect man, and finding out they can't cook toast, and that they chew with their mouth open, and that they put their knife and fork down during the meal? I know you're saying, you don't put your knife... Yeah, you should never... Once you pick up your knife and fork, it doesn't go down until the end of the meal. Like, have some manners, people. Be civilized. We're not Mongolians. I know you're saying Mongolians. I've met some well-mannered Mongolians, sir. You, my friend, need to update your insults. Um... Okay, another thing, like, can you imagine meeting the perfect mate? The perfect mate, and they have a thing for large turkey bone legs. Like, no. No, don't be that person. Or you meet the perfect mate, and they have that, like, uh, you know, that role-playing fantasy King Arthurian thing going on. Ye old county fair, and they, uh, That's all I got for that. Ten commandments of buying a house. You should ask yourself, are you ready? It's up to you, the home buyer. It's not up to the home seller. It's up to you, the home buyer. You know, people spend more than 30% of their income on housing and they shouldn't. I'm developing a TV series called... Money boo boo. It's a playoff honey boo boo. And you're saying, yeah, that's not going to work so much. Yeah. But how about if I did it in a wife beater? Huh? Huh? Now we talking? Huh? And I grow a mullet. Huh? 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 And I jangle up my teeth. Yeah? Huh? Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> so want to watch it, would you? You got your lovely sports sitter you can watch. Why get smart on money? It's the first commandment and Moses said that there be light. I know you're saying he's messing up every possible analogy, euphemism. I dunno. Don't buy enough don't more mortgage you can chew. No more than twenty eight percent of your gross income. Stretch it to 33%. Okay? 33% stretch, 28% is is light. There's a duration to a mortgage that you should consider. If you're 55 years or older, get a 15-year loan, because you're not going to be working past 70. You kind of want your loan to end five years before you retire, somewhere around there. Never prepay your mortgage. Have at least one steady income in the family. At least one, maybe two, depending on where you live. That's commandment number two. Thou shalt not have under one steady income. Thou shalt have one steady income. Watch your other debt. Because a mortgage is a debt, it's a liability. So if you go get a student loan on top of a mortgage, on top of a car loan, on top of car, credit card debt, you may be biting off more than you can chew. I've seen people sending 70% of their money going to their debt. That's craziness. You've got to save 15 to 20%, right? you got to have food. Unless you're a really good-looking woman and you just sit at bars all day long and go, I'm hungry, feed me. Have I ever experienced that? I don't think so. Keep a big buffer. Have some emergency money if you're going to buy a house. It's the fourth commandment of buying a house. Have some worst-case scenario money in case you need it. You know, some bills aren't negotiable every month. Utilities, insurance, basic cable, food, clothing, tuition. Some are. Like, if you can cut back on uh, dining out or entertainment or travel... I know a 30-year-old woman who went to a rave, (laughs) and she paid over $100 to go. Oh, That's a person who's going to die in poverty. She may not know it yet, but it's going to happen. Have an emergency fund. Um, That's different than having a big buffer. A big buffer kind of like says, you know what, in a worst-case scenario, you'd be a little more flexible. An emergency fund is like, hey, if I need a car repair or something falls on my house, I got some Dilray Me to help me out. Sixth commandment. If you're the breadwinner of the family, get disability insurance, life insurance, and at least health insurance. The only life insurance you need is term, because if you're the big breadwinner of the family that's paying the mortgage, and you get, you know, disabled by a drunk driver, or you, you know, who happens to be uninsured. Or you just get disabled. Let's just say you get fat, and you can no longer fit in your car and go to work. Term life's the best to get. Figure out how long your mortgage is going to need you paying it, and get that term. Figure out how long your wife's going to need you, or your spouse is going to need you to have your income. And if both of you are contributing the mortgage, both of you get life, disability, and health insurance. If you can, the seventh commandment is put 20% down. If you can't, maybe you shouldn't be buying. I know you're saying, meh, meh, meh. Um, The eighth commandment, don't use the home equity as part of your retirement plan because it may not happen. It's fine to have your retirement savings plan reflect the fact that your mortgage will be paid off if in retirement, and your housing costs would be low. But you're still on the hook for property taxes, maintenance, and insurance. A house is always going to cost you money. A townhouse or condo is always going to cost you more. And the stock lord said, let there be commandment number nine. And commandment number nine is, be ready to settle down. It takes you seven to ten years to recover some of the costs that you're just swamped from putting into it. new carpets new cabinets made out of balsa wood because balsa is the new pine so it costs money you know maintaining a house could be $10,000, $20,000 a year sometimes the 10th commandment of buying homes is check around and see what the rents are going for you know maybe you're just better off renting If you're able to save another $1,000, $2,000 a month for retirement by renting versus buying, yeah, you don't get the tax deduction. But don't be shy on renting. Okay, 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 okay. The take-home on the Ten Commandments of buying homes, I'm clearly taking way too much cough medicine. But other than that... Know what you're getting into, and be prepared, and be smart, and don't be surprised. It's Rob Lockett, your money. The Wall Street Business Network.
1: twelve one. twenty You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
2: Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm the aforementioned Rob Black. How can you find me, Rob Black Show, on Twitter? And YouTube, do me a favor and subscribe to the YouTube and the Twitter. It might make me me more relevant if you subscribe and follow me on YouTube and Twitter. My Facebook page, I have a fan page at Kron, K-R-O-N, Rob Black. And I've got a group page for those of you who consider yourself blackheads. Uh, called I Hate Rob Black. So, all you got to do is get into that fancy Facebook. I'm kind of a big deal. I have a Facebook page. Many people know me. Uh, I don't know. That's about all I got for you. Oprah's Lance Armstrong interview seen by 28 million people worldwide. You know, I watched a little bit of the snippets. And what I really wanted to hear him say was, I hurt a lot of people aggressively. And I hurt the sport aggressively. And I made a quarter of a billion dollars doing it. Now, I'll be honest with you, he helped a lot of kids with cancer. I can forgive. You just have got to jump on your sword and say the truth. He's still positioning Um, with that said, what else do I have out there for you? 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Seriously. Uh, I pride myself on the ability to adapt to you. For instance, Cal State officials won't hike tuition despite shortfall. Officials had requested 372 million dollars for 2013-2014 academic year, but the government's proposal includes just 125 million in additional funding. We got to figure out California uh, college costs. Don't know how, but we've got to figure it out, right? One way that we could do it, if we so want to, is consider. Um, taking a look at the costs of college taking a look at the teachers who make over a quarter of a million dollars and how many classes they teach now again sometimes you gotta pay to play pay to play with endowments pay to play with you know not tuitions so some of the best looking buildings i've seen in my life on college campuses i don't think it has to be the best i mean i remember my dorm do you remember your dorm Seriously, seriously, remember just for a second that mattress in your dorm. Like, you blacklighted it. Oh, good golly. Good golly, Miss Molly. Like, we should send scientists to study those things. Amazon has won the exclusive rights to Zombieland franchise, which will turn into a web-based television series. Okay, okay, I'm with you. Uh, Netflix, they've done an exclusive rights to Arrested Development. Amazon, Netflix, Hulu. They're web-based television channels. Will we get to the point where cable's not relevant? Maybe. I'm at the point now where uh, cable can kiss my butt. Like, I haven't cord cut it, but I should. I just, I don't think they've been nice to me in the past. I know you're saying, you are sensitive. I am. I am. I'm very sensitive. Put your head on my shoulder. Please. Please. You may cry. Okay, like I'm not that sensitive, am I? Um, take a look at the markets. we got got... Capital housing agency basically coming out and saying that home prices up nicely. How nicely, you say? Five point six percent for the last twelve months. Marco's up sixteen percent. But that's not a bad number. Google, IBM, higher, following earnings. Apple reporting after closing the bell. Why am I talking like Kirk, damn you, Bones. That <laughs> sounds like Catherine Hepburn. Oh, that's right. That's all I got for you today. Please don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. You know I hate loud journalists, but not so much. Um, trying to find if there's anything jumping off the pages today. Like I do my best, but my best sometimes isn't good enough. SP 500's down one. The Dow's up 54. The Nasdaq up nine, nine. Ten-year Treasury sits at 1.8 percent. McDonald's had a good quarter, not a great quarter, but a good quarter. They cheated a bit by bringing the pork sandwich, the McRib, up a month. But that's okay. Cheating's allowed. Cheating's encouraged. Stock's trading down slightly, but it's had a big run recently. It had a bad year last year. It had a great 40 years before that. But since the start of the new year, it's gone from basically 88 bucks to $93. Dollars. Um, some notable, notable volatility in the commodity space. Bank of Canada came out talking about the dollar index. It's rallied higher following bad news that the IMF was lowering its global GDP forecast. To get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. Take a break here. Come back. Reset. Start the whole hour over. It's over. The Germans said so. US Rob Black in your money on the Wall Street Business Network. You,
3: oh, it's your business in the new year?
1: Wall Street Business Network. Oh,
2: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. We have an update on the market, kinda. We definitely have an up month on the market so far. I think we're going for eight days in a row on winning. Winning! Hmm, I was hoping for a little Charlie Sheen there, but didn't get it. Disappointed. S&P 500's risen 4.7% so far in the month of January. As goes January, so goes the year. Will we book all our gains early in the year? Will we trade sideways for the rest of the year? Tune in to find out more. Later on the show. S&P 500's down to 1, the Dow's up 47, the Nasdaq's up 8. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton is a certified financial planner with newfocusfinancial.com. Expenses in retirement significantly impact your retirement cash flow. Some studies studies suggest that retirement expenses may be 60 to 80% of your current expenses. I don't know if I trust any of these studies because we all differ like gold and clay.
3: Those studies are ridiculous. I don't know if they've ever looked at anybody when they actually retire, from my experience, people spend more money the first five years of retirement than when they were working. Now, like, every, almost every single time.
2: Is it fair to say that age 60 to 70 in retirement, your expenses you should probably count on 100% of what you're doing while you're working, or
3: maybe... it's it's typically more. Okay, you think it's more okay. because what happens when you retire? And I've, I've said this so many times on the air, I know, but it, still people have to be aware. When you're working, you get your health insurance paid for. Right. When you turn 65, you have to sign up for Medicare. Medicare Part A is free. Medicare Part B costs you over 115 bucks a month, but it's still not enough. So you need supplemental insurance, you need prescription drug coverage, and you need long-term care protection as well on top of those costs. So you have to figure five to $700 a month per person in retirement. You have to figure your expenses for your vacations. And a lot of retired people are now having to help their kids, Rob, because the unemployment rate coming out of college is, is, is a little bit too high. Um, and you should focus on that now too, if you're, you know, 40 years old planning for your kid's college education and they come to you and they want to major in philosophy yep, and you're going to send them to a high college cost for that, you are wasting your money because they're going to just be living on your couch or in your basement again. So, so beware of that. Having
2: a budget is critically important. And let me explain how boring having a budget is. You have housing costs, garden, home repair, home insurance, landscaping, property taxes, rent. Uh, telephone, utilities, waste disposal. You have transportation, bus, gas, insurance, license, parking, repairs, vehicle payment. You've got food and beverages, groceries, beverages, restaurants, personal work, appliances. You've got clothing. You've got entertainment. You've got education. You've got gifts that you want to give, medical and dental, obligations like child support, um, postage, life insurance, disability insurance, credit cards. You've got personal care like haircuts. Most people don't think of everything that you have to budget and – in retirement, you got no more – you're not going back to work. So it's critically important that you have a detailed budget that includes pets. We have got a dog or cat in retirement and the dog gets sick, that's a couple thousand dollars sometimes.
3: You, you, I can't even start an investment portfolio plan for a person unless I know approximately what they're spending. Right. Because cash is king. Right. All right, so use the stupid term, cash is king for any portfolio. And when you're younger – Minimum of six months of expenses in your emergency reserves. If you're in like a, the tech industry sales, where people jump jobs all the time, yeah. or the healthcare sales industry, where every two to three years they're working somewhere else, um, a lot of times we'll have those families have at least a year. But when you're retired, it's key that you have three years worth of expenses. And so I have to figure out how much I have to carve out of the rest of the portfolio to keep in cash outside of management, and then I can go based on how long somebody's going to live, what they need for expenses, and figure out how much they need in stocks, bonds, commodities, and real estate. Um, but the expenses, like, you know, those long-term projections and a good financial plan, also in retirement, you have to ve- have a very good detailed income plan, a spreadsheet that you can look at that says a year over year over the next 10 years, where is my money going to come from? Which accounts am I going to be drawing from in retirement? Yeah, and I can do that as long as I know what the expenses are, and that's key because you, you want to be comfortable in retirement and knowing where your dollar is going to come from out of which accounts because people are retiring with ROSS, IRAs, 401ks, taxable accounts. And it gets confusing. Which one do I draw from first? And a comfortable retirement is is one where you're very aware of where the money's going to come from.
2: A couple expenses that may actually decrease in retirement. I've tried to think of them because we're going with a negative on increases. But your taxes probably will go down.
3: If you do it right, yeah.
2: Your um, move to a state that has lower tax bracket, and it will. Or move to a state that has no sales tax, and it will. Um, The mortgage probably paid off. That's an expense that should go down in retirement. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what else would there be? Maybe a reverse mortgage where you could actually start drawing capital from your home, and you're actually paying yourself instead of.
3: You see where I'm trying to go with this? Yeah. So you know, if we hit these one at a time, um, the taxes that go down. If you do your income planning right, you can maintain a lower tax bracket in retirement. Okay. The problem is that people spend all their cash first, and then their taxable accounts, and then they hit their IRAs. And at seventy and a half, you're forced to pull a certain money out of your IRA accounts, whether or not you want to. So you, Roth.
2: You can have your Roth go total.
3: Right. right Roths don't have that minimum required distribution. So people need to make sure that they're pulling they, – they look at their IRAs right from the start and pull enough out to maintain that 15% federal bracket from the beginning. That way they can have a, a low-level bracket for their entire lifetime rather than just put off the withdrawals forever. So that's how you have to deal with, with that scenario. Um, other expenses that go down, it's really things like you know, dry cleaning because you're not working anymore. Okay. Eating out should go down. Um, hopefully, but, hopefully, your children's education costs have gone down. Right, right. Otherwise, you're making babies at way too late
2: of a life. <laughs> Anything else that we need to know about uh, managing your cash flow in retirement?
3: Well, no, it, it, again, it's you know, unfortunately, a lot of people go to a financial advisor. And if they're not asking you those detailed questions or requiring it as part of a comprehensive financial plan, and then they give you some basic boilerplate plan, and at the end of it says buy this annuity or this insurance product, you know you're going the wrong direction.
2: There you go. It has to be personalized and tailored. Yeah. And they have to actually get to know you. Because if you have a special needs kid, I mean, there's just so many curveballs that could come up, and you don't want to see that. But anyway, you get the idea. I've been speaking with CFP Chad Burton. It's Certified Financial Planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. You can find me here at robblack.com. Robblack.com. House is gearing up to vote on a temporary debt ceiling hike. We're losers in America because this creates a ton of uncertainty. Uncertainty creates things like farm passage bill getting extended. Things that we should be cutting, we're not cutting. And thus, we're losers. We've got $16.4 trillion debt. It's eventually going to be a problem to somebody. As long as we have low interest rates, it's okay. But way too much of our money in America goes to servicing our debt. And it's getting worse. We can't keep living like that. If you were a family earning $20,000 and you had $50,000 in credit card debt, you're never going to pay it off. We're never going to pay off our debt, not in my lifetime. So there's some issues. And I hope you realize that they're coming. And you'll have to change your portfolio. You may have to change where you retire. To get your calls in the air. It's 800 516 1220. It's 800 516 1220. Talk about anything that you want to talk about. I love you. Super Bowl's right around the corner. Get ready for some Super Bowl ads. Amy Poehler is going to be in a Best Buy Super Bowl ad. Not even Amy Poehler can save that train wreck of a stock at this point in time. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black.
3: And additionally, uh, there's still a lot of pent-up demand for
2: housing. So we think new home sales.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. 1 AM twelve twenty, KDO double and iHeart Radio Station.
2: I'm Rob Black. Thank you for listening. I know money's not the easiest thing to talk about at times. You probably much be talking about losing a waist size or gaining a size elsewhere. I don't know. Uh, maybe I want to talk about how much hair is on your head. I'll tell you what you don't want to talk about is that miserable, miserable serenity. That's all I got for you. When you're single, you 're single, you're get to make your own decisions about how you want to manage bill payments, and that's enormous. There's something wonderful about being single, isn't it there? You get to play video games till two or three in the morning. You to leave your empties wherever you want to. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Clean it all up before she gets over. When you're single, you get to make decisions about money. You get to make decisions about lifestyle. How to invest your cash. What your saving goals are. I know a lot of you actually have saved not one penny. And yet you still listen to a money show intrigued by the train wreck that is me. When you get married, you don't get financial decisions anymore that's just yours. And if you're both making financial decisions separately, you're making a huge mistake. What if he owns XLK and she owns Apple? Maybe you own too much Apple. He doesn't think he owns Apple, but it's a big part of XLK. It's a rude awakening when combining two people's finances. Conversely, you know some of those bitter feelings that come to the surface when one is deemed solely responsible for all things money... The other is just simply long for the ride. Sometimes separate finances can work. If you feel like you're the breadwinner and you resent the other person for going out and spending your money, maybe keep things separate. There's an app out there right now that shows you what you could look like in retirement. You put your photo in and it ages you. Strangely, I look like Brad Pitt. So there's certainly no single solution for managing money as a couple. I can honestly tell you that there's not. I can tell you one thing. You're going to fight about money, whether you're married, newly married, or jointly a couple. Like I told you, I know a 30-year-old woman who went to a rave. That's hilarious. Like, you can't have that much time. She actually flew to another city to go to a rave. You don't think there's going to be bitter feelings when they're when they're you know fifty and they can't afford their mortgage payment? I think there will be. So you got to get it together. That's the first thing. Step number one. Step number uno. That's Spanish. You know, for one. Actually, maybe it's Mexican for one. Get it together. Whether you've looked at your individual finances together or not, make a date night free of distractions, free of alcohol. Gather your paperwork, your statements on open bills, and lay out your personal financial information. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Organize paper. You know, what do I own? What do I owe? What bills are monthly? What, you know, needs to be in a safe? Define your goals together is step number two. Do we want to live in retirement? Do we want to have children? Children are expensive. One child's going to cost you $250,000 from age 0 to 17. $330,000 you want to send them to private school. So you need some short-term goals. You need some long-term goals. You need some wants. I want a retirement house in Nevada. Really close to California, in Tahoe. Prioritize those goals, short-term and long-term. Prioritize those wants. If you want to see... You know 80 countries in your lifetime, write it down because it ain't gonna happen if he's thinking, you know what, I want that new Xbox 720, <laughs> and she wants to go to Bangladesh. For the record, I can't even find Bangladesh on a map, I don't know what continent it's on, so there's a good chance I won't go. Next, step three couples and money, review your bank options. You're Bank of America, I'm Bank of the West, I'm Golden State, you're, you, know, like you have to figure this stuff out. You don't need that many banks. Many banks let you open accounts online, I didn't know if you knew that. The longer you keep separate accounts, it's just you're inefficient. And again, if you're good at, if, at managing inefficiencies, if you're efficient at inefficiencies, then God bless you. Because I don't have time for that kind of crap. Create a household budget. How much are you going to spend every month? How much do you bring in? How much are you going to spend? How much are you going to save? When I was in college, I said, before I even go one day in school, I need to save $166 a month, $2,000 a year, so that I could retire one day. Even before I finished college, I had a budget. You can do a budget at mint.com. It's not perfect. It takes a little bit of work, but it's better than a stick in the eye. Which, for the record, I once had a stick in my eye, and it was wonderful. Wonderful, I tell you. Do not underestimate it. So, step one, get all your paperwork together. Step two, define your goals together. Step three, review your options. Where do you bank? Where do you invest? Step four, create a budget. First part of your budget, say, I'm saving 15 to 20% of all my money for retirement. Wait. You have credit card debt over 8%. First goal pay off any credit card debt over 8%. Second goal, save for retirement. Third goal, create to-do lists. I love to-do lists. They rock my world. Every day I have 10 things I want to accomplish. If I accomplish six or seven of them, I'm like, sweet! I know what you're saying. That's very southern of you. Um, investments, retirement savings, uh, create a to-do list on so the next time you're going to talk about money, End that with glorious love. So talk about money on the 30th of the month, followed by make glorious love to my partner. Like, have a little bit of fun with this. Have a to-do list, like, let's get some life insurance on each other. We both earn big doloros. That's Mexican for pesos. So create to-do lists. Get some life insurance. Get some disability insurance. You want term life insurance for the term that you're going to need each other's income. Follow up your to-do list. That's, you know, step six. Try to get in lo- online. There's a lot of good money apps out there, of which, you know, uh, Mint.com is one, M-I-N-T. It's It's got an app. If you have a Capital One credit card, they've got an app. Don't be afraid of these things. So you need to Expensify, you know, like a gas buddy. There's so many little things that you could do to save money. And in you're working together. It's positive. You know, have some common courtesies. If you come into a relationship and she's paid off $30,000 of your credit card debt and she's got $30,000 of savings and you blow your paycheck, that's not very courteous. It's not very courteous. And you have to explain to each other and talk to each other because it's that lack of courtesy that kills relationships. That's where the fights on money come from. Stop lying to yourself and get on the same page with your loved one. Money shouldn't be the reason you split. The other one gaining weight—that's why you should split. It's Rob Black, for your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Yeah.
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: So I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I really do try to talk all things financial. I take incredible pride in taking a story and, and making it my own trying to show you that, you know, good stocks versus bad stocks, good 401k habits versus bad 401k habits. I realize that I'm a little bit nutty. I get it. I, I clearly have daddy issues. I want to please other people to the point of hurting myself. And I get it. And that's fair. And hopefully you get what I try to do. Um, I think we lie to ourselves a little bit too much. I don't think we educated our children enough. There's one woman who her dad, basically when she graduated high school, she said, listen to him. At some point in time, email him. And she befriended me on, on Facebook. And I check in with her every couple months. And she's going, she was a park ranger in San Mateo. That's a pretty cool job. And that led to going back to college or going to college. And I, I think she was kind of doing like a, Pretty close, you know, like a Santa Cruz or a Deananza college kind of thing, that probably wasn't her dream college, probably wasn't her dad's dream college, but you know what? I don't remember last time that someone asked me about my college degree. I don't remember last time someone asked me about my uh my grade point average. It's important that you learn to network in college. It's important that parents teach their kids to network. Her dads had reach out to him. And I'll check in with her every couple of months. You know, she's she seems like a nice enough person. I've never actually met her, but I'll check in with her. Like, hey, you still doing that four hundred one k? Hey, don't get afraid of the markets. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, and I'm glad. Like, I, I I think as parents, we have to talk to our children about these things. Um, I find it imperative, imperative. You know. If you're going to be a mom or dad I think it's imperative That you send your kid to college Whether it be a community college For two years And then they transfer And you help them with Two years of college costs Or whether you start saving money And let them decide If it's a four year school And I tell this story all the time I've got a friend who uh, Went to a cocoa, Community college for two years And he transferred to Harvard Now he will not stop in any way shape or form telling you he's got a heart degree from Harvard. He won't tell you it's not a four-year degree. He won't tell you that you know his first two years were humiliating. Like, we all want to go to Harvard our first you know, year out of college. I'll tell you what, most of us aren't ready. So I dedicate this show to you, trying to get you to retirement. I seriously, seriously do. It will make me super happy if, down the road, you know, I get an email from you saying, you changed my life. If I get a YouTube video that says, you know, hey, you, know, you came across as crass, and I get it. You have to do that to be relevant in radio. I don't consider myself the Howard Stern of financial radio. I consider myself the Chuck Norris of financial radio. Because he was bad. I know you're saying, I don't even know who Chuck Norris is. Best thing you can do is, you know, stop stop thinking that credit is okay. Credit cards are, are okay on a month-to-month basis if you pay them off. They're wonderful for points. woo You know, you put that $40 dinner, or $40, let me show my true colors. You put that $100 dinner on a, you know, capital one rewards card and you get $1 towards a flight in the future. Still one dollar, or a buck and a quarter, or whatever their rewards work out as. But don't lie to yourself and carry an eighteen percent balance, and think you're using your rewards smartly, because you're not. A um, couple other things, you know, that we could talk about. It's not okay to hate your job. I think you should love your job. I think you should be inspired. I don't think you should get burned out. I don't think you should be miserable. I don't think your job should make you overweight. I don't think by age 30 you should be toiling in a job that you don't like. By age 30 you should be in your career that you're proud of. That's going to get you to retirement. A lot of people don't you know, pay attention to red flags. People don't look at their credit reports. People don't see if they're putting any money in their 401K. You know, they hear, oh, the company's matching one percent or two percent or three percent. If you're broke, a lot of people like don't even look at how much their balance is at their bank. They just ATM it, ATM it, ATM it. You'll never truly be able to understand unless you get some some perspective. Big mistake people make or the big lie that people make is I should get married because it's the next step. I know your biological clock is ticking, ladies but marry well marry wisely just because things didn't work out with the last guy don't jump to the next guy and think like this is the one for me don't think that you have to be married by age 30 don't think you have to have a big wedding $27,000 is the average cost of an American wedding these days why kick off your lifetime with a pile of debt if you're truly in love sing the song even though we ain't got money I'm so in love with you, honey. I'd rather you do that and, and have a nice, you know, destination wedding. Check um you know for used wedding dresses. No one will know. I know, but this is the one dress. Trust me, when our earth goes hurtling in the sun, no one's gonna care. So stop holding on to mementos, or as I like to refer to them pimentos. If you owe money, be honest about it and get a plan to get out of it. There's a credit company in San Francisco, and Seattle has them. Every major city, every major metropolitan area has them. Consumer Credit Counseling Services, and in this case, San Francisco. I don't know what it is in Seattle, but go look up. Go Google Consumer Credit Counseling Services. You're looking for a .org, and yeah, it's going to ruin your credit, but if you're upside down in credit, and if you've got bill collectors coming after you, that's not good. It's not good at all. Bill collecting has to be the worst job. Being collected on bills has to be the worst position in life. You know, I know one guy who, who negotiated two hundred twenty thousand dollars in debt down to seventy thousand. You don't have to have a bank or a lawyer. You don't have to have a lawyer to do that service for you. You can do it yourself. But if you've got bank collectors calling you, you've got a problem. You know, if it's your phone, if it's whatever's going to collections, you need to get mom and dad, suck it up, and ask them for a loan. If they don't want to do it, I'll do it for 25% or a pound of flesh. I think not say a pound of flesh. No, okay. I'm not the best person to borrow money from. I'll do it for your first board. Um, another thing you should stop lying to yourself about is I should buy a home because that's what grown-ups do. I see a lot of people under the age of 30 thinking, i got to own a home. These are not strong economic times. We will see some layoffs this year. And honestly, the, I see a lot of anemic growth for a lot of the future. That doesn't deter me from investing because I got no option. I got no place left to go, as Richard Gere once said. I got no place left to go. Richard Gere, one of the worst American actors of all time. Al Pacino. Um. People who are in 10% less than their neighbors are four and a half percent more likely to commit suicide. People look at their neighbors and think, "I got to keep up with the Joneses." So let me throw that statistic out at you one more time. People who earn 10% less than their neighbors are 4.5% more likely to commit suicide. As Michael Tyson would say, that's laricious. That's l- l- atrocious. It's ludicrous, Mike. It's ludicrous. Neighbors, where you choose to live, can have a big impact on how you view yourself. Don't get into a scenario where debt becomes too much to your income. And never commit suicide. Seriously. If you're not happy with your life, go, go to a prison. Hmm. Let's get a bill in San Jose. Bill? Yes, hello? What's the question? Yeah,
1: Yeah. I enjoy your program. I listen every morning on the way to work. Um, I had a quick question. Uh, my wife, I just recently got married about two years ago um my wife my house is paid for but my wife's condo is underwater her daughter she rents it to her daughter who just recently graduated from school and now works at stanford uh but i'd like to know if we could sell the house uh you know take a short sale on the house to her because the condo is way underwater Uh, she's getting married uh in may and um our name will be different
2: do you think Uh, yeah do you think the bank's going to buy into that
1: that's what I'm wondering. Is,
2: uh, is that possible or not? Yeah, it's possible. Is it legal? It's it's skirting the IRS laws. Am yeah. I going to tell you to do it? No, I'm not going to tell you to do it. I'm going to say, look at all options. I wish you would have short-sold uh-huh. it last year in 2012. Uh-huh. Uh, because then any of the short sale would have been forgiven. Uh, anything now that's short from what you owe on the mortgage versus what it goes for, you have to pay taxes on.
1: Oh, you have to pay taxes now?
2: Yeah, you had to tell it into 2012, like, yeah. Thanks for the call. You kind of were... I would check with an accountant, first and foremost. I would talk to the IRS. You know, don't give them your name. But I would, I would get a little more information. I don't think banks are going to buy into it. I think they're going to figure it out pretty darn fast. This is Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Everything. Trying to short sell a property that you're upside down on to someone... It's immoral. Something that you know. I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it's happened before. I'm sure it'll happen again. Short sales are a long process. I would not count on it. I'd consider talking to a short sale expert. Uh, If you need a referral to a realtor, let me know. Rob at RobBlack.com. It's Rob at RobBlack.com. com. Total. let me know what area of the country you live in or what... Community you live in. That'll help. So, the House of Representatives, they've got an appetite for big time cuts to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, Medi Cal, whatever, you know, feed the poor, food stamps, babysit the poor, daycare. There's a big appetite for cuts. And long story short, it, it's something we have to pay attention to because a lot of people assume that their fireman's pension's gonna be great. Tell you what, firemen's pensions today ain't what it used to be ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. You do not want to live in on social security. That is not a plan. That is a nightmare. So people need to stop lying to themselves. We're gonna get less in the future. We are. It's gonna happen. I guarantee it. As my Creole friends would say. I know you're saying you don't have friends from Creola. Great restaurant on El Camino. Great restaurant. SP 500 down fractions. Dow's up 55. Nasdaq up nine. Let's go over some of the big money mistakes that people make, and again, there's so many of them. And the tragic part of it is, is we get better at this as we age. We stop making mistakes. It's important that uh, you, you get the mistakes done early. Because the only thing you have really going for you is time and the ability to earn income. And your time's going to run out, and your ability to earn income's going to run out. If you manage to build a 401k with your employer, don't, don't dip into your savings. You know, don't, you know, say, well, I saved a lot of money. I'm going to use some of that money to buy a house. I know somebody who did that in 2006. Ha, 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 ha. Darwinian wood chipper got you. Oh that's a mess. Another mistake that people make is that they think they're too inexperienced. Look, we're all inexperienced at something. Well we all are, and we get better at it. I know you'll get better at it. You get better at everything you do. From riding a bike to love to investing. So the best thing to do is say, you know what? I'm just gonna invest a little bit. No. Best thing to do is to say, I'm not going to do it because I'm not smart enough. I'm going to wait for my dad or my, my boyfriend. No. Best thing to do is to diversify. To buy a book on the idiot's guide to investing. To get into an index fund like the s 500, the Wilshire 5000. An index fund. Go to Vanguard. Read Beginning Investor at Vanguard. You know, just read the stuff. Call Vanguard, call Fidelity, say I'm ignorant. That's my friend from Creel. Say it and say, can you send me some of the basics? I got something yesterday from TD Ameritrade that said, and it was this incredible folder. It's beautiful. It said something of the nature of, uh, hey, we've got a new 1099 that we're sending out this year, and it's going to look different. Here's how, and it's this folder. It's teaching me how to read a 1099. I'm like, it can't be that difficult. But they're good uh, people to work with, and they stay on top of letting you stay educated. So people think they're too inexperienced at something. If at age 25 you save $4,800 a year, $4,800 a year at age 25, you start saving at age 25, $4,800 a year. You get 7% returns, which is less than the S P 500. Each year for the last hundred years as I averaged. If you start at 25 and say $4,800 each year to reach a million dollars by age 65, you have to get 7% returns. If you wait until your 40s, you got to do it's 15000 it's four times as much. So 7% at age 25 with just $4,800, which is what? 4000 a month? That's a lot of money, right? So you see that, like, Whoa. this is a process. Another mistake people make is thinking that you're a failure because you don't get as paid as much as your friends and, and coworkers. People get nostalgic. People get frenzied. People try to claw their way to success. Don't be miserable because you're not as paid as well as someone else. Be miserable because you're not happy with your job. Be miserable because you're not in a career that you feel comfortable is going to be really reflecting everything that you have to give in life. There's statistics out there. People aren't happier who make 75000 versus people under 75000 We just drink better beer than you. Big mistake you've got to stop doing by age 30. And this is a money mistake. Is your metabolism slows two percent for every decade after you turn thirty, and you gain weight, you get fat, you get diabetes. Diabetes is expensive. Stop making financial mistakes in your in your youth. Start dressing start dressing like an adult, especially on job interviews. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network.